Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode number 20. Whether you're adventuring in the parks or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings via our website at mainandmagic.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Main and Magic, and after the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. This is the third installment of our Cast Member Stories series and part one of a two-part episode. The magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom has been a huge hit for Disney Plus and has captured the hearts of both Disney and wildlife fans everywhere. So I reached out to my friend and former roommate Janine to talk about her Disney professional internship as a vet services intern. We dive into what her training was like and the duties she had in her role. We also discuss a shocking incident involving a giraffe that occurred on a day we were both working and what happened when an alarm went off in the tiger enclosure. Please note, due to the nature of handling and caring for wildlife, this episode contains material that may be considered graphic for some listeners. Now join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everyone. I have a treat for you guys today. It's been a while, a few months actually, since we did a cast member story series episode. And given that the show, The Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom, has been brought up many times in the last dozen or so episodes, I reached out to my longtime friend and fellow Animal Kingdom professional internship cast member, Janine, and she kindly agreed to come on the show and share some info and stories about her experience working at Animal Kingdom. So welcome to the show, Janine. Hello! Thank you for having me. So we worked at Disney's Animal Kingdom sort of together, sort of not. We worked there at the same time, basically. <laughs> we had jobs. Um, but why don't you just tell everybody real quick, what was the title of your role and when did you work there? I was the vet services intern and um, my program was June 2003 to January 2004. And before we get into like the very specifics of your role, I just want to, to kind of go back a little bit because you grew up in California, yep. not too far from Disneyland. So was Disneyland your first Disney, you know, park experience? Yes. I, you know, we went at least once a year like that was our summer vacation usually was Disneyland and I had actually never been to Walt Disney World when I accepted the internship oh wow so that was your you got you really you you went for it I went for it I went out there I put myself out there and yeah it was a huge jump to take but I'm very it had to be exciting though I was scared (laughs) I was (laughs) horrified because I literally moved across the country like two days after I graduated from college not knowing a single person and or you know anything about Florida really I had I think I had been to Florida but never Walt Disney World of course so yeah it was I was terrified. It was a lot of major changes in my life all at once. You know, oh my gosh, all of a sudden I have to be an adult and be on my own, you know, and not that I wasn't on my own in college, but it was, it was huge, you know, doing it all by myself. Yeah. So what are your earliest Disney memories? Like how, how early in your life did you get to actually go to Disneyland? Oh, I was 
little. I mean, I grew up going there. I, I remember being in like elementary school and making t-shirts with my friend and we went together like once and we had like all matching t-shirts and yeah, just being like a huge thing. Like, you know, my family didn't do like exotic, like European vacations. Like we went camping in the summer and went to Disneyland. Like that was our, our routine. That was our treat. You know, it was, I, my, my parents loved it. So (laughs) we, we always went, I just, I always remember it. I remember, you know, all the changes over the years and yeah, it was just that that was our thing, you know, the magic of Disney. I just, I've always loved Disney, everything about Disney. So fast forward, uh, it's early 2003. You're (laughs) in your last semester of college. What inspired you to apply for the professional internship? Like why, why did you want to work for Disney? Yeah, I actually, I didn't even know about it. I had a roommate. Um, I went to UC Davis and my, one of my roommates, I had five roommates in this orange house. It was awesome. But, um, so my last year at UC Davis, my roommate who was a horticulture major, she, her dream was to either design flowers for the white house or do Disney wedding flowers. And so she knew about this internship and she somehow saw that there was um you know ones at 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 animal kingdom and i was an animal science major and my dream was to work in a zoo and she was like hey i think this is perfect for you you know you're obsessed with disney and you want to work with in a zoo so you should do it and i had no plans after college i had no job lined up you know i had a part-time job in davis but i had no you know, nothing to do with my career. I wasn't going to go to vet school. And so I was like, why not? And, you know, it's, it's crazy because they pick two people out of the entire country for each session. And it was kind of like an afterthought, like, Oh, Hey, that sounds like fun. Let's, yeah, let's try to do that. And so it was, it was crazy. Like (laughs) just to be like, Hey, why not? You know, let's, let's try it and to get picked. And what sucked was my roommate. She didn't get picked. She actually applied again. And so she did get to go, um, and do the internship at Epcot in, um, the land, but it was the session after. So I didn't know anybody, you know, I was kind of hoping we would go together and I'd know somebody, but I didn't know anybody. So, you know, it was, it was really crazy, but I mean, it was perfect. It, everything about it was just perfect for me. Yeah, by comparison, so your role accepted two applicants. Mine accepted 20, which oh, that's right, was yeah. still very low, like considering yeah. several hundred people, you know, out of 500 people, I yeah. got picked. <laughs> yeah. So, like you know, I can't imagine two. I thought it was like thousands of people applied to these internships. Overall, I think yes. Um, but in terms of like each specific role, yeah, yeah I don't. It's it's crazy. But yeah, it's still crazy. <laughs> um. So, what was your? Okay, we're going back to two thousand three. It things were yeah. a little bit different back then. But what was your application and interview process like? Do you remember that at all? I do. You know, I. I remember they they did an interview. They did a phone call interview to kind of screen you. Like you had to be um, from from. I don't I don't know if it's my just my opinion, but I remember it being like you had to be Disney material. Like they were looking for specific answers, and I mean I had been preparing for interviews because I was you know graduating college, so I kind of was aware of what they were doing, and I just remember thinking like. I'm perfect. Like I knew I was perfect. And I was so excited that I remember this phone call with the Disney person. It, it, it wasn't somebody at animal kingdom. It was just like a, basically a screener where they like, you know, filter through the people who they think would be good for the role. And the questions had like nothing to do with animal science or um, veterinary anything. And I just remember being like so excited that I, I killed it. <laughs> I was like, yes, I nailed that. 
And I honestly don't remember the next interview because I was terrified (laughs) because I wanted it so bad that, but that first one, I just remember being like, it was fun. You know, it was, it was like personality type questions. And, um, and then, so yeah, there was, I think two rounds of, of phone interviews. And then I got a letter in the mail and it was like, congratulations, you've been accepted. Here's when you're going to be working and here's your job and your pay and we'll send you more information. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> it was like, oh, just by the way, here you go, like <laughs> move across the country. And yeah, I remember my roommates just being like, wait, you got it? <laughs> like, like it was that easy, you know, but it wasn't, it was, I remember preparing for it and like, you know, I worked hard and I, you know, wanted to, to get it and say the right things and, you know, do a good job and it worked out. So (laughs) what was your sort of reaction and even like that of your like family? So, you know, you just told them that you got this job and by the way, I'm moving (laughs) 3000 miles away. (laughs) Uh, They were floored. Because it was, um, so my whole family is in Southern California and UC Davis is in Northern California. California is a big state. So there's over 400 miles between, you know, where I was living and my family. And um, it was kind of like, okay, you still have to finish college. So I still needed to finish, you know, my last year and graduate. And then, you know, I had a lease and then, you know, in the the house that I was living with my roommates and I had not a lot of furniture, but you know, you have like a desk and a bed and a dresser. So you have all these things and it's like, okay, you know, every time I had moved, my parents would come help me. So they'd drive up from Southern California and they were like, okay, uh, you're literally moving two days after you graduate. So it was like, how are we going to do this? Like, are you going to literally like the day after you graduate, pack everything up? It was kind of a logistical nightmare that and it was requirement to have a car. The advanced interns were required to have their own transportation. And I did have a car, but it was, again, a logistical nightmare. How am I getting a car from California to Florida in two days? Or what technically one day. And um, because I had to be there, like I graduated on Saturday and I had to be there on Monday. And so it was, you know, my parents were so ecstatic and they were, you know, so happy. They were like, you know, go live your dream, but how are you going to get there? (laughs) And it was, it was ridiculous. Like the last month before, you know, before I had to be there, um, was kind of a nightmare like my parents actually paid for a transport for my car like a you know one of those trucks where they 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 put put the cars on and they drive them across and the company was supposed to pick my car up like a week and a half before I started you know at Walt Disney World and they never came so they took my my parents paid like 800 bucks or something crazy uh for my car to be transported and they took my parents' money and never got my car. So my poor parents, like I'm graduating and moving and it's this big thing, you know, graduating college is a huge life event. And my parents are like trying to take this company to, to, to small claims court. And like, it was, I felt so bad for them because I relied on them so much. And, you know, I had to focus on finishing my school like I had to do finals I had I had to graduate still and so you know I mean looking back it's like how did we do that like I (laughs) no idea you know and the crazy thing is I had where I worked I worked at the Veterans Memorial Center in Davis which is like a a big building where they would rent out for like events and stuff and so um there was a small staff and we would pretty much sit in an office and like clean up after events and set up for events. But one of the staff members was this like old retiree guy who kind of did this in his free time, you know, just because he was bored. And he was like, I was at work one day, like crying, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to get my car there? And he was like, I'll drive your car, just pay for my plane ticket home. And it, 
my poor parents, again, they like, I had this, you know, this little part-time job. I couldn't afford it. So my parents like shelled out for this guy's one-way ticket. And then he wanted a friend to go with him because he didn't want to drive alone. And it was like, we didn't know what to do. (laughs) And so when my parents paid for like the friend, oh my gosh, it was a nightmare, but he got my car there in one piece. (laughs) And I flew and met my car there. Like it was so random. Like, from the airport, I took like a taxi to like some random parking lot. It was like a restaurant or something near the airport. And he handed me my keys and he was like, okay, I'm getting in the plane. And <laughs> like, it was, and I knew nobody. <laughs> and I remember it was like pouring rain. <laughs> like, I was like, I just wanted to cry the whole time. I was like, what am I doing? You know, I had no idea. I had no idea how cool it was going to be, but I knew Disneyland. And so I was like, I'm going to be working in, you know, a fun place <laughs> at least. And yeah, it was, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just have to get past this three days of chaos and it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so you finally arrive. <laughs> you have your car, you have your suitcase. Do you remember like just your onboarding process, like traditions and all of that stuff? Like what was, what were you thinking going through all of that stuff? Your, um, and shall we say <laughs> Disney indoctrination? <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, there's a couple of things stand out to me. There was like the day that I arrived because I was like traumatized, like, Oh my God. And, uh, you know, homesick and, and I don't know anybody. And I just remember like, I found the, um, what was the name of the apartments that we first lived at? I can't the remember common. the comment. Um, and there was, you know, the, the big like community building or not community building, you know, the office building. And there was like a line of people. And so I was like, okay, that's where I go. And I remember checking in and there was a girl next to me in line who like was chatting with me just being friendly. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And she was like, I'll help you out. And so just this random person sitting and like, she drove with me to Walmart because I literally had like nothing. I know she's like, you know, I'm (laughs) pretty much took my clothes and that was it. And so she showed me like, I think I, did you go with me? I can't remember. There was, I have a picture from it because we were in the pouring rain and we were soaking wet and I had like my random bedding and stuff from Walmart (laughs) and trying to move stuff out of my car, you know, into the apartment. And we took a picture and (laughs) we're like soaking wet. And I was like, I'm glad I did to memorialize this. But then it's kind of a blur. I remember like I got like a notebook with all this information and we had to dress um, in um, like professional attire and basically have like a little bit of training. I can't remember if it was just a couple days or if it was a week or what it was, but I remember like having this training and it was specifically for just the company, company training. It wasn't for my role. And here I was thinking like, Oh, this is simple. Like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And then they're like, by the way, you have to go get a uniform and, you know, get fitted for one, get all your clothes. And, I mean, the whole process was very structured and, you know, they do this a million times. Disney knows what they're doing. So I was just kind of floating around. Like, I honestly don't know what I would have done without my roommates (laughs) because you guys were the ones who were like, okay, Jadine, this is what you need to do. Like, you know, I was that naive little girl basically who was like, help me. (laughs) And um, yeah, I think uh, there was six of us roommates. Yeah. I want to say, well, m- myself, Hillary, and Rose for sure all had done the regular Disney College program. Oh, okay. So yeah. we were like, just show me where the, um, you know, <laughs> where I can go get my costume, and I'm good to go. Like, yeah. Where do I eat lunch? Where do I get my costume? I don't, I already know all of, I know the Disney point. I'm good. Um, but it they don't care. You still have to go, even though you've already done traditions, you still have to do it again. But yeah, since you were at Animal Kingdom, it was like, you know, I got you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I know exactly what question 
to ask. I don't know <laughs> what I would have done without you. Like just having my hand held through the whole process. It, I, it was like, you know, I remember thinking a lot, what did I get myself into? Like, is this, is this going to be good? And um, I was really homesick that, and I had like, just kind of broken up with a very long-term boyfriend. And so I was like an emotional mess. And then, um, you know, when I had to go to my location, my, my, do my actual role, it was like, this is my dream job. And I just remember being like sad all the time, but, but it was like the best job ever. Like it was exactly what I wanted to do. And I, it was like, I had thinking back, it's like just a range of emotions. It was a lot to, to go through. Like, Oh man, (laughs) I survived. Like I can look back now and, and smile. But at the time it was, it was a lot. It was, Oh my gosh. And I had never actually worked in a vet hospital either. So I'm at this place I've never been to in a veterinary hospital with zoo animals. I've been with cats and dogs to, you know, a small animal vet. And I even like volunteered at my local vet hospital, but it was like, what did I do? I like, you know, walked dogs and, you know, said hi to kitties and doggies. So this was like hardcore. And my internship partner, she actually had been working in a vet hospital for several years. So it was like all the terminology, like everything. She was like, I already know how to do that. I already know. I already know. Oh, you don't know. (laughs) I just remember like the first day her looking at me, like out of all that, like I'm going through training, 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 and then I'm there to learn. An internship is to learn, right? And I remember thinking I'm here to learn. And the first day she was like, you don't know how to do that. And I was like, isn't that why I'm here is to learn? Like I questioned everything. (laughs) My entire existence was like questioned and just, you know, just the looking down on me, like, like, why did they even choose you? I felt like, you know, like, oh my gosh, like I should know how to do more of this. I don't know how to restrain, you know, wildlife. I don't know how to, oh, and that's another thing. I learned that no, I just don't sit in a vet hospital, nice air conditioned vet hospital and look at all the pretty animals all day. No, no, no. They have the interns at the vet hospital to take care of the non-collection animals that the vet, the you know, the salaried vet staff don't have time to take care of. So people who like hit a turtle on the road and the, you know, the pest control company would find them and bring them in or somebody found you know, an injured bird and they'd bring him to the vet hospital. And it's like, intern, here you go, (laughs) which turned out to be amazing. But at the time it was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have to get puked on by a vulture that I'm trying to like put in a, in a carrier (laughs) by myself. (laughs) Well, that's a perfect segue. So I was, you know, into what were your duties? So you're a vet services intern. What are your duties in that role? Yes. So, um, I have like my official like write up I can read and then interpret that. So I was the primary wildlife case contact and assistant to the veterinary technicians. I was responsible for receiving all wildlife cases that come to the veterinary hospital from Walt Disney World property, including emergency triage, short-term care and maintenance of all records and databases on wildlife cases, which was basically like every day was kind of, okay, what, what's the, what emergency is there going to be today? Literally like being an EMT for wildlife. So it was, it was a huge learning curve. Like my first week there was an Osprey that was, an osprey is um, a a large raptor. So they, it was like somebody's, uh, you know, a guest spotted it in a, in water, like struggling, which is, you know, for a large bird of prey, they should not be struggling in water. And um, the, I can't remember the name of the pest management. They were the ones who they were really more like the eyes for us. They were always driving around, like doing, you know, 
control like on property, whereas we were stationed at the the vet hospital. And so they went, I don't know how, I mean, these, these birds have these talons that will take your, your flesh off, you know, deglove your whole arm. And, um, they put it in like a cat carrier (laughs) or a small carrier. And they were like, here you go. Or was it a bucket? I can't remember. It was one or the other. It was like, I think it might've been a bucket because they would you know, they're more like maintenance type crew. And so they had, that's what they, they, I think it was a bucket. And the hospital manager was like, okay, these, these interns are new. So let me show them. And she went in, she put on gloves, she grabs this giant Osprey out of this bucket and puts it into um, like a small dog carrier. And we were going to observe it. And then like, I can remember the next day or if it was later that day, she calls me in and she hands me um, these leather gloves. You know, they kind of go up to your elbow and she's like, here you go. Get it out. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Get it out. Like, I've never done this before. She's like, put on the gloves. And she said, watch out for the business end. So the the talents. And I was like, what do you mean? Watch out. So she kind of showed me like how to put my hand, but without like actually putting your know, her hand on the bird. And she was like, just grab it. And then with the other hand, support it. But they have a beak. They can still like get you with their beak. And I think the sheer fear and adrenaline, I just was like, I didn't want to look stupid. So I was like, I got to do it. And I just did it. And I got this thing out and we rehabbed it. So like, you know, we would give it food and, you know, the vet vet techs would actually do um, health checks on it. And we would help restrain the bird bird raptor and it got well enough to the point where and I don't remember if it was a couple weeks or what but where we could release it and I got to go out with the animal keepers so there's and I should back up there's um vet techs veterinarians and animal keepers that are specifically you know in the vet hospital and take care of collection animals so um we had a um, animal keeper who was our mentor who we would report to every day and then you know our boss was technically the hospital manager who was a vet tech level and then the you know hospital director who was the head veterinarian so um yeah we had one of the animal keepers went out with us and i think i got to open the door to the crate and it went out and it, you know it's it's crazy thinking back. I'm like, none of this I have on camera. It's all in my head. I don't want to lose these memories, but it was amazing. Like how many people can say they've done that? I rehabbed an Osprey wild raptor and let it got to release it <laughs> on property. Like it was really cool. And and that wasn't the only one, but you know, it was every day was something different. You know, sometimes it was, baby bunnies and baby squirrels that people would find and they probably should have just left alone, but they touched them and then we'd have to deliver them to a specific wildlife rehabber. But, you know, I had to learn how to um, diagnose, you know, what's, what, what are these symptoms and what do we need to do? What's wrong with the animal? And of course, all under veterinary approval, I would have to give medicine, you know, learn how to draw up different types of medication and um, give appropriate dosages. So I had to learn, you know, how to calculate and um, for the wildlife, they really let us do it. We had to learn, we had to do it on our own and we had to feed these wild animals and and do everything clean, you know, enclosures. And um, we got to assist though with the checkups and some of the the care and some of the procedures that they did on collection animals. So any animal that's in, in um, animal kingdom and also the seas, because there was some equipment apparently that they don't have at the seas. So even though they have their own vet staff and their own interns, they several times brought their animals to the DAC vet hospital to do procedures. And that was cool to like at least watch and see if I wasn't actually helping, I could at least observe and learn. And so it was like mind boggling. You know, I tell people like, Oh yeah, I've gotten to do this and that. And like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I helped with an episiotomy for an an African elephant. And they're like, what? (laughs) Like, yeah, like, 
Like, yeah, I've, I've chopped up a giraffe and put it into an incinerator. Yeah, whatever. I'm allergic to giraffe, giraffe hair because I got its hair all over my arms and I had rashes. I remember that day. I was so proud. <laughs> I promise you, because that was such a crazy day. I was on, I was working that day. Um, so I feel like we have to talk about this. I'm so glad you brought that up because I wasn't going to ask you, but since you brought it up. So that was the day of the crazy thunderstorm, right? Yep. Yeah. So I remember I was in Africa. So I was on like the Gorilla Falls like trail. Yeah. And I'm my kids discovery club and it starts like we're getting full, like it's over our walkie talkie. Like they're telling us it's coming and to like clear guests and like all this stuff. Yeah. And it's really bad. And I, you yeah. know, of course, like we're, we're kind of still out, like helping people like get into like wherever they need to go. So I'm just like standing in one of those like cave things. Like you just yeah. walk, walk under and like, yeah. it's just so loud and the sky is like black, like night and yeah. lightning everywhere and you hear like, cracking. And then I got home from, <laughs> from work that night and you were like um so a giraffe got hit by lightning on the safari and <laughs> in front of guests <laughs> i mean it's it's that's that's nature you know that's the whole point of animal kingdom is to provide a naturalistic environment and to allow guests allow people who are who may never ever get the chance to go to africa to see animals in what looks like an actual African savanna. And granted, the lightning is probably not the same in Africa, you know, as opposed to Orlando, Florida. But I mean, it's unfortunate that there were people you know, on the ride, you know, on the ride vehicle right where it happened. <laughs> but, you know, I it was a young giraffe and very traumatic, of course, for the keepers and for the guests who were there. But I mean, the whole event, like they loaded up the the draft. They wanted to take, I can't remember if it was a he or she, they wanted to take her off the Savannah as fast as possible. And they needed to make sure, you know, the cause of death. And, um, you know, these, these animals are precious and they have to have really good records and, um, you know, being an accredited zoo, they have to, to follow lots of procedures. And um, so I got to, to help. I mean, they needed these, I can't remember how much it weighed, but um, they had to use a crane to lift it onto like a flatbed, a small flatbed and drive it over to the animal hospital. And they had this, it was a big barn for necropsies and this giant table and, you know, they have a big roll up door and they load her on and, um, the vet, um, they actually confirmed, oh, sorry if it's too graphic, but they actually confirmed, um, I guess the, the way the heart presents, she died instantly. So she didn't feel any pain, um, but they could actually tell, and you have to do it within, you have to do the necropsy within a certain amount of time to verify that kind of, uh, I guess, death and, or that cause of death. And so they were able to determine, yes, she was, she died. She, her heart stopped pretty much. And so they documented, did what they needed to do. And then they're like, this is a learning experience. So come here interns. And it was like, I remember I got to, to touch the, I don't remember if it was the heart or what part um, that they were observing. I don't remember if they removed like some blood vessels, but, um, you know, I just remember this table, ginormous thing about like a ginormous, like as big as a room, um, medical table and the blood had, <laughs> sorry, the blood had pooled and blood coagulates like fast. And I just remember like lifting up a sheet of blood and I was like, this is fascinating. And then <laughs> turning around and all the keepers, they, I mean, they're so professional. They kept it together. They did what they needed to do. But as soon as the necropsy was done, they were like right outside the door bawling because these are their children pretty much. They care for these animals day in, day out. They know their personalities, you know. So this isn't just some animal and they care. And that's why they work for Disney is because they care. And I just remember being like, oh, this is so cool. And these 
keepers waited until everything was done and they had a moment to themselves and they were like so hysterical and I was just like oh sorry I was like my bad my bad and then they were like okay so what do you do with a dead giraffe so they have to incinerate it but the incinerator was like I can't remember how many gallons it fit so we had to chop it up and you'd think like that's disgusting that's gross and I was like this is so cool like that's how I knew like, this is like the job for me because I was like, yes. And it wasn't fun at all. It was, it was more of like learning experience, but just, you know, having to learn how to do it and like getting to see like the anatomy, you know, the, the, the physiology of a giraffe was, you know, a once in a lifetime experience. And, um, I had short sleeve, um, scrubs on. And so I had giraffe hair, like all stuck to my arms. And, um, when I was cleaning up at the end, like just my arms were just covered in rash. And I was like, I'm allergic to giraffe hair. Like, how do you know that? <laughs> like, and I, I went home and, uh, was like, Oh my gosh, roommates, look it, I have rashes. <laughs> I'm allergic to giraffe hair. <laughs> and you guys were like, what happened? And yeah, the aftermath though was, you know, for days, people were, they're on vacation. So they were still there days later, you know, and they were like, what happened to the giraffe? And we had to, you know, they sent out a memo and we had to have a spiel of what to say to guests and, um, you know, to make it not traumatic for children, but yet educational and, you know, transparent at the same time. And so it was, uh, you know, really interesting getting to see the whole, because I, I wanted to work with animals. Honestly, I didn't really want to work with people. <laughs> and so they forced you. I think I forgot to to add that in. They, they forced us like part of our job was you have to have guest interaction. Like every day I had to have a certain amount of time. And then I think every week or I, I had to have a certain amount of presentation time. So there's, um, that, you know, for anybody who, I can't remember, is Conservation Station still open? Yes. It okay. was shut down for a while because they were doing something with the train. Oh, but okay. It, um, but it it is back open. So, so you can still go out there and, like, see the animal hospital and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, I'd have to give presentations inside at that vet window. And, you know, I had to learn, like, what I was talking about, like there's these standard presentations that we would give like once a week or whatever. And I'd have to show like some radiographs and like talk about turtles and, and, you know, this turtle has eggs or this animal has a broken leg and this is what we're looking at. And so I had to like learn these presentations and give them and people could ask questions, you know? And so these kids would be like, what happened? And like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I had to learn how to talk to people the Disney way and how to respond professionally and how to actually make it scientific and not sound like an idiot. But, you know, that was all part of the job. You know, you had to, they required stuff out of you. I mean, I had to do a presentation. Actually, I was just telling my daughter, I found a, the scrapbook from my, my program and she was like, what is this? Um, and I was like, well, it was, you know, a job I had to, not only was it like the daily, like a lot of physical labor cleaning and, you know, preparing and assisting other people, but I also had to learn about these animals and, you know, know the science. And I had to, we, me and my partner, my intern partner, we had to pick a topic or pick some kind of project. And I, you know, sadly, I don't even remember what we did it on, um, I don't have a lot of, of any information from it. All I have is the, the posograms, the, the, you know, the good job and congratulations. And you did excellent and stuff like that from after. And so I know I did this presentation. I know we, for six months, gathered data and we had to put together and we take photos and stuff. I, I want to say it was on uh, one of the, a tortoise that like uh, Florida University or Florida State was had this big project going on with these protected um, tortoises. And um, I don't think they were box turtles. I can't remember what they were. But um, anyway, yeah. So I had to, you know, gather and do homework, really. And, and we had to put up together a PowerPoint presentation and we had to present it to the entire vet staff. So, you know, it it was it was a lot of learning. It's not just, hey, here's a job. It was, you know, your job is to learn and get as much as you can out of this experience. You're not just cheap labor. 
you know, so, and, and that's really what I took from it was that this is an opportunity for me, you know, there, yes, it, you know, there were days where it was like, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but there were so many different unique chances and opportunities that I had that, you know, every day being different was really a blessing, you know, being older now, I'm like, routine is good, but <laughs> at the time, it was, it was uh, you know, the best thing, the best type of job for me. So despite there not being necessarily a typical day, you know, you're, you're kind of doing different things every day. You don't really know what's awaiting yeah. you when you check in, but generally, how did your day go? Because you were you know, from like leaving your apartment to getting back home. Cause you worked the same yeah. shift all the time. Yes. Yeah. I had, I think I had like Tuesdays and Wednesdays or Mondays and Tuesdays off, something like that. But, um, I just, it's funny. I, I, I remember showering a lot <laughs> because not just because it's Florida in the summer, but because, you know, you'd be working with animals all day and getting dirty, but it was like, gosh, I, I showered all the time. And I just remember like, always being like, like trying not to be late because it's Disney. They do not accept that. <laughs> and, um, I had to drive. I, and it's like, okay, I, I sound like I'm, I'm whining, but I had to drive pretty far because the vet hospital, you know, it's, it's, um, way in the back of, of animal kingdom. So, um, I got, you know, I got to park like within steps of where I worked, but at the same time, it was like, I had to go pretty far. And so I was always like, don't be late, don't be late. And, you know, pretty much every day started the same with, um, a meeting with the vet staff and going over cases, like what animals do we have? What, what do we have to do going over the schedule? I guess going over the schedule of the day. Okay. You know, there was routine like training, like they, for example, there's um, like hoof stock, there's, there's uh, livestock at um, conservation station, you know, that the kids can pet and stuff like that. There's like a llama and, you know, the goats and stuff. And so they would do training. And so it was like, okay, today at 11 o'clock, you know, there's going to be two llamas coming in and they were training them to basically stand on a floor scale. So they'd have these big scales and built into the floor and the animals would just basically learn how to stand in a spot where they were told to and stay still because then you, you couldn't be standing with them. You have to get the animals weight. And so, you know, you'd have to step away and you can only do it with um, domesticated animals, but you know, they were training them. So it was like, okay. And then you'd have routine exams. So, you know, for example, like the, um, the, the bats and the one, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. Sorry. The bats or the fruit bats. <laughs> I think it was the fruit bats. They, um, you know, they would get like yearly exams. And so, oh, today's the day that, you know, all of the bats are going to be coming in. And so it was a big project. Like, um, you know, there's like 30 bats. So we have like five keepers and they're going to come in like two at a time, you know? So it was, it was a lot of um, patients basically seeing patients. And then in between there, I would have to go and check. They had a, a wildlife building and it was, Oh, it was like maybe a half a mile to a mile away from the actual um, hospital because they, they, when they do intake of some wildlife, they don't want them near the collection animals. They don't want any disease or anything like that in case they're sick animals. And so um, it was right next to the canine building. It was all attached. It was all one unit because you'd have kennels and stuff. And technically they were kennels, but we used them for wildlife. And I'd have to go out there and either restock or check on the animals there. And, you know, we'd have duties um, like going out and, and uh, checking on things on property. Um, sometimes I got to go to the different enclosures. Um, one of my favorite one, uh, things that I got to do was, um, cause I love tigers was there was one of the vet techs, Lydia, she was doing a project where she was training the tigers to present their tail for blood draws. And it was a long process. Cause you know, you have to, to get the tiger to, um, back into an enclosure, like a small, like 
crate basically because you don't want them moving around. And then you, you know, like that's the first step. And then the second step is getting them used to having their tail touched. And then the next step is having them get used to having their tail shaved, like a little, um, like two inch squared shaved. And then the next step is a, a, a needle prick. And that's all you do. You know, you just, it's this huge long process. And, and the step that they were at was the needle prick when I was working there. And so it was like, okay, today's the day that I get to go, you know, she was scheduled to go to the tiger enclosure and they would have the tigers ready and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I just remember sitting there like right next to tiger. And, um, and I had volunteered at a zoo at, at the Sacramento zoo. So I got to feed and clean tiger enclosures, but you know, I was only really close to them, like maybe once when they were in the cage. And, um, I put my hand up against the, the, <laughs> the mesh and like pet it. <laughs> I didn't put my hand in, but don't ever put your hand in. But it was like, you know, they're, these are wild animals and they're, very valuable so you don't touch them they're not for petting they're not cats but i was like oh the keeper was like yeah just go ahead <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so it was like i get to touch this tiger tail and she shaved the the, the little square and she, i just remember her giving me this tiger fur and just being like oh my god this is so crazy and you know she wiped it with alcohol and then did the stick and there you know there's constant communication with the trainers because the trainers are giving cues and it was this whole huge process. I mean, you think about it, it's like a blood draw, right? It's like, no, they're the program at animal kingdom is so sophisticated, so advanced. Like they think of everything. I mean, these tigers, like they're, (laughs) it's crazy. Like they're so smart. They, um, do you remember the, when something, um, they think it might've been a bird or whatever, um, set off the alarm in their enclosure and on their on show, area yes yeah that and i remember just being like there was so much chaos and all of a sudden you just hear alarms going off and the vet staff is running they're literally running back and forth and i had been trained on how to use a dart gun but i'd never used it before and so we, we practiced on like a target we didn't have actual we didn't shoot actual animals but those that's was like just part of our training and all the vet staff is trained to dart an animal especially a large carnivore who's you know poses a threat to the public to the guests and so they're running around getting you know <laughs> they have to load the darts with anesthesia and all this stuff and so you have to know the tigers so they're like there's just chaos and there was like i can't remember how many keepers like six keepers no there were six tigers so there must have been like more keepers just in the whole area that were just yelling and usually people were very calm and so looking back they probably were like that wasn't very professional but if you think about it if there was a chance that a tiger was out in the middle of animal kingdom <laughs> like yelling i think is necessary and um the crazy thing is i don't know Fun how anybody fact. knew Animal Kingdom has doors on the bathrooms specifically for this reason. Oh, because if, you, if you, you know when you you go you know walk around Epcot or Magic Kingdom, there's no doors on the bathrooms. You just walk into the bathroom, like the actual uh, building at the bathroom. But when you go into the bathroom buildings at Animal Kingdom, they all have doors, I so you can that. shut them if there is a lion or a tiger or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some other big five animal running around that can kill you. That makes sense. But it was like crazy. It was like, how can anybody tell what's going on? You know, they're, and the the thing was that the tiger keepers, man, I wanted to be one of them so bad. I was like, I want to be you when I grow up. So everybody's panicking, yelling, even the vet staff, they're like yelling, like, get this, get that. And I was really kind of in the way. So I just remember standing back and observing and, um, the, the tiger keepers they're all cool and calm and they they co- come over the the walkie and they're like all tigers accounted for so they freaking trained the tigers if that alarm goes off the perimeter alarm they go to a station so they hear that alarm and they know i'm supposed to go over here and pretty much go sit in your chair and wait till the teacher counts you like the tigers were like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm supposed to go here. And like, why is everybody going crazy? And the tiger keepers were just like, hey, we got this. <laughs> like, they, like, oh my God, it was, 
incredible like a fangirl moment I was like oh man that's so cool and the but I mean they still had to figure out like what set off the alarm was it a person did they try to get in you know so it was it was still kind of stressful but just the fact that these are 500 pound animals or uh that you know they're they're just they're doing what they're supposed to do they and yet they have these beautiful enclosures and they have so much enrichment and they have staff that like man they get the best care and it just was amazing to witness yeah so the training and that stuff was (laughs) that was cool I don't know. Do we have time to talk about the elephant experience? <laughs> well, I was actually going to ask you. Um... That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us as Janine shared her stories from the cast member side of the magic. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share an idea, story, or photo and connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Main and Magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can also email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com and you can find us on Instagram at mainandmagic. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening and of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye, so we say see you real soon! Bye!